I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Join the pack. Today, we're going to be talking about Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures, which was developed and published by Namco and was released in 1994 on the SNES and Genesis. Uh, but first, if you give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, so, Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures is fucking hard to describe. Yeah, it's like a weird second-person game where you have to, like, guide Pac-Man around by shooting stuff with a slingshot. Yes, and telling him to look by pointing. Yes. Uh, And just so we're on the same page here, uh, this is the worst game I've ever played in my life. (laughs) Uh, the (laughs) The... And I think that that, like, description of it being a second-person game is, like, specifically why I hate this game. Uh-huh. Do they... you hate it more than Harvest Moon, GVC? Ooh. See, I was wondering, because... I have a note. Like, <laughs> since uh, Harvest Moon Game Boy Color, I don't think there's been a game more scientifically designed for you to hate than this one. Yeah. The, the problem <laughs> inherent with this game that Harvest Moon does not have is that the frustration is baked right into the game as part of the, its, like, conceit. Yeah, it's supposed to do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, the goal of the game is to get Pac-Man to do stuff, but because you don't have direct control over Pac-Man, which isn't necessarily, like, a bad thing, right? Like, uh-huh. there are games like Pikmin, where everything that you do revolves around AI-controlled other things. Yeah. I was going to compare it to The Last Guardian. Yeah. It's, like, a similar concept. But a like primitive uh, version. <laughs> this is kind of like a proto-Last Guardian in the sense that it is a game where most of the stuff that you do, you're directing another character to do. Yes. But in Last Guardian, you have agency. You are able yeah, to move you around move a character. and do stuff. Yeah. In Pac-Man, there were multiple times during this game where I just instructed Pac-Man to go in a direction, and then I put the controller down. And did other things for a while while he just slowly walked and looked at everything in his path. Uh Uh-huh. I hate that. (laughs) I don't like that one bit. (laughs) Yeah, uh, for me, like, I I don't know if it it stems from the fact that, like, I booted up the game and hit start instead of B and skipped all the tutorial completely without Mm. knowing it. So I booted it up and I'm like, what the fuck do you do? (laughs) Like, do you just walk around? Like, what's happening? Um, so, like, I restarted the game and then um, actually did the tutorial. And, like, I-, I don't know if that, like, made me, like, less frustrated by it. I was like, oh, wow, stuff, like, a d- direction, thing to do. Go get the milk. Wow. I can Now I can actually play the game. Um, but for me, I found it kind of, like, uh, more amusing than frustrating, I think, because I knew that it was supposed to be a frustrating game. Like, it's designed that way. So, for me, a lot of the stuff that's, like, supposed to make you frustrated, like, was just, like, funny. Or, like, like, I don't know. Here's the thing. Yes. I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to imagine a world. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's difficult, in a way, for me to believe that this game was released. Because I'm imagining a person sitting down and seeing Pac-Man walk uh-huh. and then stop, you know where you need to go. Yeah. And you know that Pac-Man is just going to take a long time to get there uh-huh. and be like, this is good. 
Like I didn't say it was good. Well, not good. Well, somebody <laughs> said it was good somewhere uh-huh. in Namco's offices or whatever. Uh, but you don't do that and go like, ha ha. You're like, hmm, this is literally just wasting my time. Yeah, I, I guess for me, I compare it to something like, um, like, um, God, what's it called? Um, Dragon's Lair. I where, was also thinking about yeah, Dragon's where it's Lair. like. The I think the enjoyment you're supposed to get out of the game is like seeing a thing that like it seems like you're supposed to do, and then it does like the gotcha thing, and like it goes in a different wacky direction, and it's supposed to be like amusing to you. Yeah, I think the parts of this game that are good uh-huh. because I am I will have the reason I was thinking about Dragon's Lair mm-hmm. is because we did a bit on the last. Uh, uh, no clip awards where we had to guess what our least favorite games were over mm-hmm. the year and until today i was like it's pretty fucking obvious for me uh-huh. that i hated dragon's lair and that's gonna be the one that they pick but now suddenly <laughs> there's contention and i have to myself to make it fair decide between it dragon's lair i agree it has moments of you lose for seemingly no reason or for a very obvious reason being that game's fucking impossible to do things correctly in. Uh, and it's the death screen is kind of a reward. Yeah. And in that game, I had positive things to say and they were all outside of the realm of playing the game. In this game, I think I have positive things to say about the game because uh-huh. I think the idea is really neat. But... Yeah, the best part about it is the shooting gallery element. The fact that there's like, like you would pay a quarter at a at a carnival to get a light gun and shoot at targets and see like, oh, the guy popped out of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny in a very reactive kind of way. Yeah, and that part is amusing. Um, but you, but it just isn't enough of the game. The sure, game is sure. too goal focused. To, for me to have taken that much enjoyment out of this. Thanks. Yeah, I guess, like, for me, the goals are, like, whatever, who cares about uh, getting a bottle or a flower. Uh, so, like, I'm able to just, was able to just kind of, like, enjoy, like, the journey, I guess. Yeah, no, sorry. Didn't <laughs> no, I didn't journey. expect you to. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, you hadn't even played it yet. And I could already feel the hate that it was going to generate in you mm-hmm. radiating in the ether. Yeah, my like, <laughs> I've, I've, uh, part of just sort of personal development of myself as I grow older and more mature is I've been working on my temper and like making sure I don't get too angry and stuff. And like, to my credit, I never like yelled at Pac Man at any point. Like, he did not, did not get angry and throw a controller or anything. Also, I would require Herculean strength <laughs> to throw a Wii U gamepad because yeah. that's what we played it on. Uh, and, but I did at one point say, just under my breath, and, and this is almost worse in like a serial killer way, I was like, I'm going to fucking slaughter you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, speaking of uh, uh, yelling at Pac Man, that's, that's almost something like. Uh, like that felt a little bit modern about this to me in that like it almost feels like the kind of game that could blow up as a streaming game like mm. you're just imagining like PewDiePie playing this and yelling at Pac-Man like Pac-Man don't buy the hot dog uh, yeah <laughs> Pac-Man 
Like, yeah. it almost feels like that would be, like, it could be really funny or amusing to watch the right type of person play this. That is true. And, I mean, honestly, Pac-Man, I, I, I want to know, in the grand scheme of things, what universe Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures falls into. Because... Uh-huh, which timeline? Yeah, I feel like Pac-Man is... This is, like, a his game exists within the universe of this as a game and not as an actual thing that Pac-Man did. Uh-huh. Uh, there's, like, a blurb at the beginning that's like, Pac Jr. dreams of starring in a game himself. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so there are games here. And there's, like, a Pac-Man arcade in the city. Yep. Uh... Uh, there's all kinds of shit like that kind of lead me to believe that. And I think that Pac-Man is just independently wealthy <laughs> due to the success of his arcade game because he would not stop buying fucking hot dogs. He bought hundreds of hot mm-hmm. dogs every time I want- went onto that screen. And you have to execute a specific sequence of actions to make him fail to buy the hot dog so that you don't die. <laughs> right. <laughs> and have to do it again. It's very annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, specifically that one can be annoying because like to not let the cat steal the hot dog or to have the cat attack you. Mm-hmm. Like I found the best thing to do is just let him buy the hot dog, and then let the cat steal it, and then just like feverishly hammer on the look the other direction <laughs> so that he doesn't chase after the cat. Yeah, seems to be the most successful thing. Uh, but that is jank. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a handful of spots that are like ridiculously janky to deal with yeah there's a number i mean i watched you there's one i didn't even you leave pac-man's house right uh-huh and you can go right where you can find everything or yeah. you can go to the left but i don't know why you would ever go to the left it loops around uh-huh so that you can just make a big circle um I, yeah i don't really know why the stuff on the left is there I, th- I think it's maybe a little bit of like a tutorializing thing at least with the dog yeah. that's there um and then there's another part where there's like a the crow that can knock the apple down so if you go that way first you now know how to get the bottle yeah and like there's also the guy that will like open the door and can hit you and kill you uh if you uh-huh. hit the if the door uh, so I think it's just kind of like if you do go to the left you'll learn a couple of lessons that you can use <laughs> But it does feel a little pointless. Yeah. It, I mean, it seems to be playing up sort of that shooting gallery aspect of it. Yeah. Or it almost kind of makes it... It's felt like a very much like a childhood kind of game to me. Um, where, Well, not just because it came out when I was a kid. Yeah. But like, um, I, I feel... Um, for the longtime listeners, way back on the Rascal episode, mm. um, our friend Dan, who was on that one mentioned like oh this game when i was a kid was like really hard and i couldn't get very far in it so it seemed really mysterious and cool Mm -hmm. and it it, this game had that kind of vibe to me where like i could imagine renting it from blockbuster and then just like wandering around in the shooting gallery thing just hitting stuff yeah being amused by it for like an hour never actually doing the thing i needed to do and turning it off Uh it had that kind of quality to me Uh, yeah and i agree with that i think there are definitely parts of it that are that are interesting in that one of the, like, required things you have to do in the game multiple times is just, like, shoot a hay bale onto a farmer. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, when I started the game, I was just, like, shooting everything. But as it went on, the it way faster became how few things can yep. I shoot at because it seems like they were heavily skewed toward 
halting your progress rather than making it. Yeah, no, because I, I was watching you play at the very beginning of it um, mm-hmm. before walking away uh, to go do other things. But um, I, I was going to say, but I decided to just let you figure it out for yourself. Like, <laughs> the tutorial said to shoot everything, but sure I does. feel like that's terrible advice. <laughs> um, I, I think it's more think before you shoot anything at all mm-hmm. <laughs> would be the advice I gave. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that tutorial. I think it's supposed to, it should be worded if you're stuck, shoot everything. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and I felt like I severely lucked into several of the solutions. Like, getting down off the mountain, I just did accidentally. Yeah, that took me, like, fucking ten minutes. Yeah, I just, I shot some vines, but mm-hmm. not all the vines. You picked the right one. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you, if you pick the wrong one too many times, you just get sad <laughs> and won't do anything. You have to reset. Mm-hmm. That is... Let's talk about the sadness mechanic. Yeah, yeah. The, he has, like, what? Three emotions? Sadness, anger, and happiness? Yeah. And they Unless have, I'm like, different one. levels yeah. of uh, ex- extremity. Yeah. And I I actually really like this. Mm-hmm. I wish that there you had more options to interact with it. Uh, like, to make him... Because making him angry is easy to do because you just shoot him. Yeah. Uh, and making him sad, he just has to, like, fail at things that he's trying to do. Mostly, I just wish that you could, like, pick up the apples or something and use them as a bullet mm. to increase his happiness. Because there were, like I mentioned, like, right when I ended the game, I was like, I softlocked it. Like, he was too sad to look at the thing I needed him to look at. Yeah. And so I would have had to have reloaded the game in order to proceed. Yeah. It'd be nice if I could just throw an apple at him. Yeah, no, it, it, that is the biggest thing, like many old games, is just quality of life stuff like that. Um, yeah, if there were an easier way, yeah, because there are a few situations, like I said, like um, trying to get him off the mountain, or like uh, your example, um, trying to get down off that building. Uh, there are points, yeah, where you can just kind of get Pac-Man to a state where he won't do anything, mm-hmm. and it would be nice if there was a simpler solution, like a maybe like a quick load, like to reset the game state, or like some kind of like uh, easier way to make him turn around. Like I, I like that it's not always easy to make him do what you want to, but like just switch direction should not be something that should be hard to get him to do. Like you should be able to make him turn left or right whenever. Yeah. I almost like, because in my head, I'm imagining it as how do you translate the Pac-Man arcade experience into this type of an adventure game? And it's like, oh, well, in Pac-Man, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you can tell Pac-Man to go left or right in the maze, but it has to be open or whatever. But Pac-Man just moves forward on his own. And that's kind of what we have going on. But even in the arcade game, you press left and Pac-Man will try and turn left. In fact, you can even kind of get him stuck on a wall to, like, mm-hmm. stall. In a corner. Yeah. And that's not a thing here. He just will proceed forever. So I do feel like, yeah, there should be... It should be a little bit easier to navigate. Yeah. And I think that you should be able to interact more with the moods mechanic. And I think that this would kind of come together a lot. They even could include more intricate puzzles if you had more control over Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, this definitely feels like um, 
like uh, things like I already mentioned, like um, Dragon's Lair or something like Night Trap, or it feels like this was like the Wild West for video game development, like before there were like hard like set trends. Yeah, this feels experimental, and you know it didn't pan out. I think, or at least it hasn't held up. I don't know what people thought at the time, um, but. Yeah, especially kids. Like, I feel like I would have liked this a lot as a kid. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like yeah. when I had free time to just fuck around. <laughs> yeah, if my goal had been anything other than beat the game, I bet I would have had a more enjoyable yeah. experience. beat the game this. in one sitting. Yeah, and do it without <laughs> killing myself. Yeah, I, it I, does have a lot of charm. Like, I think it was described, I was reading, as, like, the world's first, air quotes, big air quotes, uh, like, interactive cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of have that sort of feel, like, in a way that would have been, like, super appealing at the time to, like, move a cartoon around. Or are you not moving him, but, like, you know, yeah. interact with a cartoon. And they do a lot of sort of, like, meta sort of stuff. Like, it's really bought into the second person uh, shtick. Which is still unique, like, yeah. to this day. Yeah, it's very rare that you end up with anything like this. And the fact that, like... On, if you leave it on the pause screen, Pac-Man knocks on the TV and is like, hey, you still there? Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> there was a point where I had to look something up, and that got super annoying. <laughs> I ended up pushing select instead. It brings up the map screen, mm. which also pauses the game, and Pac-Man won't get mad at you. <laughs> How's the uh, the the map in this game? What, what do you think? Top 10 map? Uh, I mean... I find it less offensive than other maps because (laughs) it's just kind of giving you an idea of the layout of the world Mm -hmm. and it has no pretense of you actually using it as a map. Yeah, and it's not for navigation (laughs) at all. Yeah, it's just like some world building or (laughs) shit. Uh, No, yeah, I agree with that. It's uh, kind of a stupid map. Just wanted to make a a bad map joke. Uh, (laughs) Um... Yeah, so Pac-Man. Uh, so this game is called Pac-Man 2, <laughs> The New Adventures. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit, not that I think we'll have anything super meaningful to say. Like, the fact that it's called that, because this came out in an era where I guess, like, in, in Japan it's called Hey Pac-Man, which is, a, a great name. which is a much better name for it. But it this came out in an era where... When they were localizing it for the states, they were they felt like they had to change that name. Like, oh, people know Pac-Man. This is the sequel to Pac-Man. That'll make them want to buy it more. Sort of thing. Yeah. It is also, I just looked up a decade after the release of New Coke. And I <laughs> really felt like Pac-Man 2. Like, it's, it seems like it oh, follows yeah. the same New Pac-Man. Thing. Yeah, because Pac-Man Classic, right? Oh, is, there you go. Yeah, it's yeah. an all-time. People know Pac-Man. And maybe they made this bad game intentionally, so when they brought back regular Pac-Man, uh, yeah, everyone would go crazy. Like, huh, when did Miss Pac-Man come out? Oh, like probably five or six years before this did. Yeah, a while before. Mm-hmm. But uh... no, I actually there were a lot of like little Pac-Man things, that... like references in this. Yeah, that I actually really enjoyed in a way because. If you think about when I complain about references, like uh-huh. when they do something that's too on the nose. Yeah, the too... classic guacamole references town. Yeah. This is not always super subtle, um, but the fact that like there are certain things in the game, like the way that the power, power pellets work, are kind of amusing. It puts like a 
that cartoony spin on what is happening in Pac-Man the arcade game. Yeah. Uh, and it is amusing to see. And I like Pac-Man with arms and legs. I realized, I don't know if that is a take, if people have a preference. Like, new, like, Pac-Man as it stands now is just a character who has arms and legs. Yeah, I don't know that that's really a take. I feel like most people don't care. Fair. Uh, Like, I think people know Pac-Man as classic Pac-Man. Like, there have been many, actually, games with the 3D version of Pac-Man that has arms and legs. Mm -hmm. But, because, like... Which I play. I had a couple of them on PC. Like, I think we got it, like, Gabe's or something. Or some, like, discount store. Yeah. They were just, like, in a bin or whatever. Which had a 3D Pac-Man in it. But, like, um, and I remember before Smash Brothers Wii U came out, Pac-Man was a character that, like, I had talked about, like, uh, with friends. Like, it would be cool if they were in the game. They were like, how would you do Pac-Man? Because, <laughs> like, they only ever knew Pac-Man as the 2D sprite, yeah. you know, arcade game Pac-Man. So, like, I think a lot of people just don't know. Yep. Well, now they do, because Smash Brothers. But, like, before that, I think people just had no clue there was, like, a 3D Pac-Man. Yeah, but I like the per- version with arms and legs. He's got, like, a different kind of, like, uh... I realize that you misspoke and stumbled what did a I bit say? there. But it said, well, you started the word version, oh. and then restarted it. Did, I, did it sound like I said virgin? No, it sounded like you said perversion, <laughs> oh. which is a great way of describing Pac-Man with arms and yeah, legs. Yeah, I like the weird perversion of Pac-Man <laughs> with arms and legs. Um... He's got his own kind of, like, almost Mr. Game & Watch kind of, like what's the right word like personality yeah like the 3d version where he just has this blank like old cartoon face so like you don't really know what he's thinking or doing you know Mm. that i I find appealing and man oh man did they take that and run with it in this game because they animated the shit out of his facial expressions the happy walking (laughs) pac-man is maybe one of the scariest things i've ever seen (laughs) in my life he just he moves with such purpose uh (laughs) and if you're in his way i just i don't know what the fuck you do yeah he's got the like spongebob like paint bucket carrying arms Um, yeah, and while we're talking about how weird Pac-Man can be, um, when he's not just the yellow ball, Mm -hmm. um, uh, the sound effects they use for him? Yeah. Like, the little, like, uh, style, like, chiptune sound effects make him seem like a child? A bit, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I think it, it, it makes some amount of sense, um with like the way the game works where you're kind of like guiding him around by the hand like he's a little kid um but like yeah like you'll like hit stuff and he'll just like it just makes him seem like childish to me in a way that's like i don't know how i feel about it it's just kind of weird because he's like a he's got a two children yeah he's a dad Yeah, yeah so it just it comes off as a little bit weird yeah, he's definitely not a grown adult mentally, because, like, he gets really excited about food on the ground. Yeah. Like, just on the sidewalk, he'll just pick it up and have have, have a snack. Yeah, it's, um, once again, another comparison to Spongebob, where, like, Spongebob is technically an adult with a job, uh-huh. but he acts like a kid. It's, like, that kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, it's like they want it to appeal more to... To children. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about something specifically mm-hmm. sure uh but i also want to run down some quick uh pac-man fun facts <laughs> okay some uh, pack facts some pack facts uh and the first one is that 
actually the first point fact fact point five is that midway through this i uh did look up when miss pac-man came out it released 12 years before this game oh wow it's just insane uh but the actual first pack fact is uh <laughs> that very recently i discovered that in the original version of pac-man the ghosts are not meant to be ghosts they're supposed to be like monsters mm-hmm. and if you play the original, like a yokai kind of thing yeah if you play the original version of the game they're like there's in between interstitial screens one in one of which one of them just has a human foot which is extremely weird to see so i'm glad to have seen that by pac-man 2 the new adventures they have fully embraced ghost as the read on them. Yeah, I also just recently watched that video you're referring to um, mm-hmm. that explained the history of that and found it really interesting. Because, um, like, I probably never saw that uh, interstitial because I sucked at Pac-Man as a kid, I think, like most kids. Um, so, yeah, I never saw that and found it, like, super interesting. But, yeah, I have to imagine that the ghost thing stuck pretty quick. Because, like, they, I feel like... It's one of those things where, like, probably only to the creators did they not look at them and just see ghosts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess, yeah, the video is a, a video by a guy named JJ McCullough, and I'll just put a link in the description. Uh, something we don't normally do, but, yeah. like, we're specifically referencing something, so yeah, yeah. might as well cite it. Uh, my second pack fact yes. <laughs> is that either Pac-Man is in an incestuous relationship or is living in sin because he is not married to Ms. Pac-Man. Uh, she is not Mrs. Pac-Man. That's true. So, I don't know. Maybe he's... <laughs> May- maybe. Oh, no, she is referred to as Ms. Pac-Man in this, isn't she? Yeah. So I was going to say, never make. maybe they've gotten married in the interstitial, like, in the interstitial 12 years. Yeah, uh, maybe they got married and then divorced. divorced. Yeah, it's and possible. that's why she has the same yeah, they're last ha- name. They're staying together for the children, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know, that doesn't have any bearing on anything. I just thought it was amusing. No, I never thought about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she just they just chose not to get yeah, married. Yeah, happily unmarried, yeah. yeah. The name thing is still weird, though. You know, it's video games. It's man. like if I <laughs> married somebody whose name was Ms. Chad. <laughs> Just be a weird thing to do. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the thing I want to talk about, and I think the thing that everybody has been waiting for us to talk about, uh-huh. is Misty Flight. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, this is the video game part of the video game. Yeah. Uh, and by it's that, it's on I, the box. Yeah, it's on the box. It's kind of what this game is like remembered for in a weird kind of way. It's like the iconic thing. Yeah, and it is the part where you have a lot more direct control, and it feels really. This to me feels like almost the most modern thing in the game. Not the move up and down hang gliding part, but the fact that this game just stops being what it was and does like a little mini game. Cause that wasn't as common at this, at this time. Yeah. Uh, and I actually found that very cool. I am playing on the Wii U mm-hmm. with the benefit of save states, which means that I did not have to try this 57,000 times. Uh-huh. Uh, if I had, I would probably really dislike this part, <laughs> but as it stands, I thought it was amusing that they did just put in, a little difference in kind to break up the the gameplay. 
Yeah, that's something I hadn't thought about, that it, it is a thing that feels a little more modern about this. Um, yeah, and I, I remember, like, I, I played it the old-fashioned way and did the whole thing each time. You're um, a saint. But uh, I, I felt really dumb because I got towards the end, and, like, there's, like, a part where, like, it's just, like, a bunch of ghosts are shooting shit at you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, after you get through the cave part. And I had never considered shooting the ghosts with the slingshot. Like, <laughs> I thought I might perceived them as just obstacles to avoid. Right. So I, it took me a hot minute to realize I could shoot them so I didn't have to get uh, dodge, like, eight projectiles, which seemed impossible. <laughs> right, right at the end. Yeah, right at the end. And then get sent all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, uh, another thing, though, while we're talking about this sort of stuff... It also seems unusual. This doesn't have lives. Yeah. Like, because you brought up save states. Like, at least it's nice that you can try it over and over again and not have to restart the game at the beginning because you lost all your lives. Yeah, that would have been potentially too much. I like, I kind of like the thought that Namco predominantly designed for arcades for a long time. And they probably were one of the earliest companies to actually think about critically like what is the main difference between designing for an arcade and designing for a home console and one of those things absolutely is we don't really need lives because we don't need incentive for the player we don't want the player to stop playing the game Mm -hmm. they've already paid us the money to play it so we don't need to make it more like fucking unforgiving than it already is yeah and it's like such uh, like clearly like a spin-off game so there might have been a desire to make it feel different than mm. regular pac-man that could have also uh motivated it to not have lives yeah that's kind of what i got mm-hmm. do you got anything nah, i think we tackled everything i have mm. i do want to i want to mention very briefly super briefly uh-huh that this, the music in this game is so perfectly on the borderline between like appropriately whimsical and like gratingly obnoxious uh-huh and i fall more positively on it i kind of like the music in the game mm-hmm. um but i could easily see somebody hearing this and being like especially if you're like a parent yeah and you have like kids who like watch the same show over and over again this kind of repetitive barnyard music <laughs> plays mm-hmm. i can imagine getting kind of uh, irritating yeah i think for the most part it's fine there are a, a few points where it feels a, a little too abrasive mm-hmm. is how i would describe it but yeah i think mostly it's it it works well enough yeah just like with the theming of the game yeah 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 Oh yeah. Also, I want to mention that Pac Pac Man's dog is is almost as unsettling as Pac Man's happy walk because he is just a perfectly spherical dog. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking strange. Uh, all right. Uh, do we have bonus fruit thoughts? Uh, my bonus fruit thoughts are. Uh, yeah, this is a, a weird game. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about next? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it, I, I do actually, like, really like that it is a unique... It still feels unique now. Like, I like revisiting or visiting for the first time, I guess, these uh, older weird games. Like, we mentioned uh, Dragon's Lair, Night Trap, things like that. Um, it's Yeah, it's cool because, like, nowadays, I mean, games are obviously a lot better, but, like, they can be a lot more homogenous, too. So mm-hmm. it is kind of, like, refreshing in a weird way to play something, like weird especially and it's like it's a pac-man game it was like triple a at the time um yeah so 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 that's so off the wall and i i found a lot of charm in that personally and i think i feel like i'd seen a clip of somebody playing this before so i knew a little bit of what to expect which i think let me enjoy it um more than you did (laughs) uh for sure um but yeah like don't get me wrong it definitely has some horse shit moments Mm -hmm. um and it it is unintuitive but like yeah it is experimental and uh, yeah i think it just didn't quite pan out to like end up being a good thing um dissimilarly to something like night trap where i feel like it is a good idea that i'd like to see tried again um and i guess i don't know this might be like a weird (laughs) precursor to like hey you pikachu and and things like that so i guess it has like maybe inspired some things that have come uh after it um so yeah i'm glad we checked it out like especially like on pocket i think it's fun to take those swings and play something like this that ends up being a little bit of a dud um so yeah uh amusing uh weird uh little and Luckily, it's also short. Mm-hmm. I think I would have definitely, it would have worn off its goodwill if it had been like twice as long. So <laughs> I enjoyed my time with it well enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think the we were recommended this game many, many moons ago by a user in our Discord named DGP, who in his... Uh, original description of the game said like you can play this for 30 minutes and pretty much know whether it's for you or not and i would say that's pretty accurate i think 30 minutes is probably the amount of time that if you don't enjoy the game you still want to spend with it to get like an idea of what it's doing because i hated playing night trap also Mm. like i thought night trap was a no fun thing to do and the same goes for for dragon's lair but both of those and this game have redeeming qualities in the sense that they are unique there's a an element of them a nugget that makes them interesting and honestly you look at something like night trap or dragon's lair and they feel kind of one note in comparison like night traps thing being an fmv game being something that very limited interaction but like you had this thing to do that was its selling point, mostly. Mm-hmm. It was like, you watch a movie, you pick up clues from it. And then Dragon's Lair, obviously, its selling point is the animation. It was something that nobody would have ever seen in a video game at the time that it came out. Pac-Man has got fucking second-person weird controls. Lots of weird things they're doing with Pac-Man, the character. Uh, and all of this, like, really bizarre shit that they put in this game. And... I don't know. Like, none of that feels one note to me. This feels like a fully fleshed out idea. It's a bad one. <laughs> but it is a it is a fully done game. Uh, and I find it really amusing. I 
I didn't enjoy playing the game for sure, but it definitely isn't like a trash bad thing that sucks. Like I said, <laughs> it's more like <laughs> it's more like a very interesting piece. Uh, I didn't finish it. I had no desire to do it. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like it would be very tedious, uh, but I was amused by what I saw. Uh, especially like in retrospect, it's one of those things I'm happy to play, to have played and mm-hmm. not to play anymore. It's a bad sentence to end on, but here we go. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time we're going to be talking about. Hey, did you hear about the new game that uh, is being developed by the guys who did Hyperlight Drifter? Uh, yeah, I think I heard something about that. Yeah, it's coming out, like, in a year or so. We're gonna go talk about the other one that nobody talked about. Solar Ash. Uh, I don't know, people probably talked about this. I missed all the discourse, uh, Yeah, though. I think it skated by, um, without much fanfare, actually. Yeah, it just, like, it seems to have gone straight yeah, under the radar. The Hyperlight Drifter was very, like, uh, anticipated, mm-hmm. um, in this one less so. And we'll find out why <laughs> in two weeks or so. Uh, until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. Uh, there you can find links to our Discord, to our Twitter, our email, and the YouTube, which holds all of our old episodes, including episodes on games that we've talked about a lot already, like Night Trap, or, uh... uh, Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. Or, I don't know, The Beginner's Guide. Um, It's kind of an unusual game. Telling Lies. Sure. Things like that. Yeah. Because I would be telling lies if I said that I liked this game. <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs> if I can pack that like button. Try to ring that bell. And instead, Pac-Man is going to stop and eat a hot dog. <laughs> you have to... He'll jump to reach the bell, but you have to shoot him. To make him jump higher. To get to the bell, yeah. Classic Pac-Man move. Uh, thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are, what are we, we talking, talking about, about next time? time?